into the contest. It's Thursday the 19th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by Shane Lee. Shana. How are you, Timmy? Look, it's uh, lots to talk about today. Ash Barty, what a fantastic sportswoman she is. Um, and she's talking about how wonderful it was in the Olympic Village and just being around all the Australians and uh, and what she got out of that. Lots of good memories there, mate. We were talking off air before because uh, often, you know, long tours for cricket, you'd be away from Australians all the time. So seeing friendly faces is, is very nice, isn't it, when you've been away for a while? Yeah, particularly like four months in India and you're touring around and um, a lot of the Australian supporters just come up with a familiar accent, mate. It's nice. It makes you feel like home and, yeah, because it can be a really lonely place being away on tour for so long. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got a huge show on the way today. Rugby League and AFL, we're getting down to the business end of the whole thing and there's all this talk. Should there be a second Brisbane team in Rugby League, an AFL team in Tasmania? We'll discuss that and much, much more. Alrighty, Shano, rugby league tonight. This is really interesting, isn't it? Because the Titans, uh, look, they wobbled last week, didn't they? Up against Melbourne. Melbourne looking for this winning record and the Titans clinging to the eight. Big match, big match, Timmy. And uh, yeah, the Storm, if they win this match tonight, Storm equal the great Eastern Suburbs 1975 team. Um, that of course, had Artie Beetson mm. uh, and, and super coach uh, Jack Gibson, mate. So yeah, a lot to play for tonight and... Uh, I think Craig Bell- Bellamy has to go down as potentially, you know, super coach number two. He is a fantastic coach, that guy. Oh, just an extraordinary coach. And the way that he turns mediocre, moderate players into superstars is just extraordinary. And to put mm. perspective on that, to compare a team of the modern day to that mighty Roosters team, and you mentioned Artie Beetson, Ronnie Coote, John Peard, Brass, all those guys, and Fairfax were injured. They beat the Dragons, what was it, 35-0 in the grand final. It was an extraordinary time. So Melbourne, uh, it's an interesting game tonight. No Jerome Hughes at halfback, so Nico Hines will probably play at halfback, and we'll see um, We'll see Pappenhausen play his first full game. So that'll be interesting because he's been a bit under, hasn't he, uh, since he's come back, Shane, Pappenhausen? Yeah, he looks a bit uh, sort of knock-weary. Um, yeah, a couple of hits to the head and uh, doesn't seem back at his best. Look, the guy's got super speed and um, I'm sure you'll get mm. his feet, but I can just see our partner Craig Hodges just churning listening to this saying they're nowhere near as good as these roosters. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Craig, who is, is a very big part of this business, is a massive Roosters fan. And every time we go through the rundown, okay, yeah. guys, how about we talk about the Roosters to start with? Um, now, what about uh, what about this second team in Brisbane? Bit of momentum building. Uh, a few of the, the higher profile Brisbane people like Wally Lewis and others saying, look, this just has to happen. And we need to try and get guys like Harry Grant, Kalen Ponga for this second Brisbane team. Yep. Uh, as you said, Wally Lewis and Sam Thiday right behind this. Um, they believe the front runners are the Redcliffe Dolphins, um, or potentially it could go to Ipswich or Rockhampton. So, yeah, a bit of momentum there. And I, and I think Brisbane has the, um, particularly greater Brisbane, has the um, ability to field two teams there, definitely. Yeah, I think so. And as long as it's done right, you know, the crushes obviously didn't work. The Gold Coast, well, question marks as to whether the Gold Coast will ever work long term. I hope it does because they're great people behind it. But uh, a second Brisbane team, when you think of where the land is and how much of a you know, huge rugby league city it is. It just is a bit of a no-brainer. What about Tassie? Now, there's been a long discussion about uh, they've got their own cricket team, but they don't have their own AFL team. I know that Hawthorne goes and plays games there. Uh, th- this discussion is, is coming back up, Shane. What do you think? Look, 
having played cricket in Tasmania, they are, are AFL mad. They deserve their own team down there. Um, as you said, the Hawks play quite a few of their games down there. I think North Melbourne play at least half of their matches down there. Um, they they are longing for their own team. And, you know, the way that the Australia is going, you know, without fossil fuels and it's going to green energy, Tasmania is becoming a big focus of this country. So they deserve their own AFL team, Timmy. Let's get them down there. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with it. And call them the Tassie whatever you want. But yeah. uh, they've got a population near 600,000 people. They are AFL mad. It'd be good for the heart and soul of the game as well. Because as you mentioned, you've played there a lot. I've covered sport a lot in, 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 in Tasmania. And all they want to talk about is AFL. Now, I know Justin Langer loves his AFL. We've seen the boss of Cricket Australia come out and says, no, there's the stamp. Quick, sharp, quickly. He's got our sport till his contract's up. To me... The backing of the board is not always what you want, Shane. <laughs> Very well said, Timmy. Our CEO Nick Hockley has come out and said, everyone shut up. Justin Langer will be coach. He'll be coach this year. Um, everyone get on with their game. So um, Nick Hockley is on Justin Langer's side. Whether the players now get on Justin Langer's side as well, time will tell. Yeah. Uh, and, and look, as you said in yesterday's podcast, um, you can't see it lasting. I can't mm. either. I think momentum will build. You sort of you you play a power in the end tends to win the day. So yeah. that space with interest is just bubbling away over on the edges. We've got World Cups coming up. We've got Ashes tours coming up at the end of the year. Now Ben Simmons basketball, of course. Um, Brian Gorgian came out in defence of Ben Simmons. Now we know Ben Simmons didn't go to the Olympics, but Gorgian's come out and said that look, no, he sent us all gifts and basically stayed in contact. And they're very hopeful that. He'll be there in Paris, but what's going to happen to him in Clubland? Because it all uh, it all fizzled out for him at the back end of the NBA season. Well, he went missing definitely in the playoffs, um, mm. both offensively and and had the worst free throw uh, performance in NBA history. Um, but in the background, Timmy, you got this Joel Embiid has just signed a four year super max contract. Um, I think it's something around two hundred sixty nine million dollars Australian. It's a huge contract, and he's called out Simmons. Uh, for how badly he played in the playoffs and the reason that they lost. So there's some real stuff bubbling behind the scenes there as well. But uh, they're definitely back, Joel, whether... Simmons stays around. Time will tell there too. You wonder whether there's things going on with him, don't you? Because if, mm. if he's he's proven it all, he's shown how good he can be. Like he's been brilliant at times, won games at times, been amazing from that from the line. But um, sometimes when players lose a little bit of that confidence, a little bit of that mojo, yeah, definitely, mate. And, and confidence is is the biggest thing in sport. Um, when when you're playing well, you're not thinking about all these other things um, in the background, but particularly when you feel that your team's against you as well, it's really, really hard to play with confidence. Did you go through a period where you were down on form, just couldn't get the ball to move where you wanted to when you are bowling or you were just unluckily getting hit on the pads? Was there a period there where you had to really look inside? Oh, people might say for the whole 12 years I played professional <laughs> cricket. <laughs> <laughs> it's, bloody, it's bloody hard, mate, doing batting and bowling and trying to get both things going well. But, uh, yeah, mate, you have to deal with, with form slumps and, and get through it, and that's when it becomes a mental game. How did you deal with it? I was going out for a few schooners. It <laughs> <laughs> was the old-fashioned way. That's right, mate, yeah. No, but what, what did you do? Did you have to just sort of forget about it? Are you, are you, are you good? Because 
often, like Mark Taylor was brilliant, wasn't he, when he used to get, uh, you know, the ball would just beat the outside edge or he'd put down a catch, which he rarely do. He was great at just recalibrating back into the next thing. Okay, that's happened. Let's move uh, straight to this. And that's why he was so good. Yeah, it comes down to having a really good routine that you do. So no matter what your performance was the day before, you go through the same routine, you know, what time you get up, what you have for breakfast, all that sort of stuff, and pre-match sort of rituals. Um, and that sort of get, generally gets your mind away from how you went yesterday and just gets you on with the job at hand on that day. Yeah, look what's coming at you. Now, this is yeah. a really nice story, this Olympic story. It was, it touched the hearts of many, the whole Olympic Games. Of course, it's been a difficult time for the whole world, but the Olympics was a, was a, a great success. Now, Maria Andreacek, uh, the Polish javelin thrower, she took silver in, in Tokyo. This athlete missed Rio by two centimetres, then got diagnosed with with cancer and has come out and saying now that she wants to give back and she's going to help a gravely ill young person by selling her medal. What a, what a beautiful story! Um, as you said, she's she's got uh, she, well, she sold it for two hundred forty six thousand dollars, Timmy, for a silver medal. So yeah, yeah. can't imagine what you get for gold. But um, yeah, she had bone cancer herself and now wants to put it to good use. And she said the medal is only an object. And it's the memories that I have, and and I know what I've done. So if I can help with this little um, token, then then I'm happy to do that and, and make someone's life better. What a great story! Good on you, Maria. Yeah, what what a lovely gesture. Just on on a lighter note, um, getting back to you for a second. <laughs> now you won lots of trophies. You got a ground named after you. What what is there any stories in it around your, your World Cup trophies that you won or or Sheffield? What, what what? Tell me a little bit about your trophy cabinet and what you've done with it. Well, I've given it a lot away. So my oldest daughter Zara got my 1999 World Cup ring, so she's very happy with that. My middle daughter Abby is pretty, um, yeah, she's pretty shrewd, so she. Decided to take my um, uh, Lissy watch, uh, Man of the Match collection. So she's got a heap of watches. Tom, my son's got my first shirt. But the one I've kept for myself, Tim, is my Olympic torch that's in the bar. Mm. And I love to light cigars with it on a good occasion. <laughs> so you just got to watch you don't burn your bloody eyebrows off. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a ritual around here. So it's good fun. So do you regas the lighter yourself? <laughs> what happens? How do, you, how do you keep it going, the torch? It's 20 odd years old. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a gas man that I, I get to gas it up. And um, yeah, and, and I can light it. And yeah, so I, I like to, yeah, I basically, I love to light cigars with it, mate. A normal match doesn't cut it around here. Oh, well, we've got the Paralympic Games coming up soon, so uh, you need to get a few Cubans out. And I can't wait until we can all get together and uh, put our eyebrows in danger. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, www.xblades.com.au. And our great producer, Mr. Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.